0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, uh, good evening and welcome to another and uh actually final edition of the Beck in Black podcast. That's right. We're switching over next week because it's the start of the season and Wednesday nights turns to know your enemy. I'm super excited for that, but uh we got one more post uh, postseason type show for all of you um this evening, and if you're listening on the podcast platform, um, Whenever that may be that you are, in fact, listening before we even get uh, underway and breaking down our uh, our crucial first quarter of the Pittsburgh Steelers and their first four opponents of the season. I just want to mention that the BTSC Survivor League is back for another year and you could win a Marquise Pouncey signed football um, and you'll be competing against us, the BTSC staff and uh, as well as uh, other listeners and reader readers of the website. So if you haven't gotten that on, uh, getting gotten in on that already, make that uh, make sure to head over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Details for that are up there. They're also plastered all over our social media pages. So if you haven't joined that, make sure you do. Uh, it's always fun to uh, to uh, play against you all in the Survivor League. Now Jeffrey, sitting with me here tonight, how are you doing, sir?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Uh,
0: as always, doing great on the show um first matchup uh the Steelers uh we see them play this year is against the uh New York Giants super early thoughts right now I, I know we're uh just uh just under a week or two weeks away at this point but uh, how are you feeling about that game
1: I I got you got to feel good about that game uh you look at the Giants they're not that great of a team they they weren't a great team last year uh Daniel Jones isn't a bad quarterback you know, I, I think he's going to get improved. But if the defense can replicate what they were doing last year, they should be able to give him trouble. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be too, too much of a challenge. Their defense also <laughs> isn't a big strength. There's a few interesting matchups, though. There's a few interesting things for week one that are in there.
0: Right now, of course, you mentioned Daniel Jones. Um, I, I know how he's kind of started his career so far. But obviously the Giants had a lot of faith in this guy taking him so high. Do you think he has potential to be a future franchise quarterback or is he uh, a stopgap type player?
1: I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I, Looking statistically at the season, when I was uh, looking at uh, our own Steeler players and I was looking at Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph, when Devlin Hodges was playing well, his efficiency numbers were a lot like Daniel Jones. They were very similar players. They both convert a high rate of uh, third and like mid-range and short uh, conversions. They do a lot of short passes. They're very good in the short game, and they have decent efficiency in the few long shots they take. It's, it's like he's basically a you know NFL starter caliber version of, of Devlin Hodges. So I I actually like him. I think he's a pretty good quarterback, and I think the uh, New York Giants have the right team around him where his offense is really heavily built with uh, the running back position and the tight end position, I think that's a good build for that. that you know, Not really making him make tough throws, setting him up for success uh, with the offense around him.
0: Right now, of course, this year he's a brand-new head coach and Joe Judge. Uh, he's he's only uh, been a, as high as a special teams coordinator in the NFL so far. Uh, of course, under that Patriots system, and we've heard a ton Uh, about uh, how he's uh, kind of taking a militaristic approach to uh, running this team. Um, Do you think – or what do you think he necessarily brings to this franchise that's different?
1: I think he brings that Patriot cockiness. Um, We're going to see if that translates. It hasn't a lot of places, uh, but then we saw Mike Rabel. You know, what he's been able to do in Tennessee with a similar kind of – uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of the Patriot system. We're gonna kind of do it a, a little, you know, his own way. He put his own stamp on it. We're gonna see how Joe Judge does with that. Uh, they've talked about, you know, they're they're doing a lot of patriot patriotesque esque training camp things. Uh, the slip and slide fumble drill is apparently a, a big deal, where they put a ball on a slip and slide and have people try and get it, uh, <laughs> like like stuff like that. Some some wacky things, but he's apparently very energetic, and it's been a very intense camp. So we could see a bump just from that. We could see a bump just from the energy and the toughness in camp, especially early in the season. Uh, I remember I always I always remember 2007 when Mike Fumlin took over the team and he ran one of the toughest camps they had seen in a long time and the Steelers stormed out of the gate and then by the end of the season the team was visibly spent. Like they were just like they were in midseason form week one, and then the season just was too long for them to keep it going. Uh, so I, I think we could see a threat like that where, you know, week one is a week you don't really want to catch this team. But also if you look at their roster, I don't <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. They've got a lot of turnover. They've got a lot of young players. And they've got some weaknesses at key spots that, that we can really exploit.
0: Right. Now, now you do mention that weak roster. Uh, the first thing that pops to my mind is how the Steelers have struggled against lesser opponents in the Mike Tomlin era. Um, is this a trap game?
1: It could be. Uh, looking at it, my my the big questions start with uh, Ben Roethlisberger and his first game after a long time being off is how much is he going to have? You know how much? How much? Not how much is he going to have? How ready is he? You know for the season in game in season form? He's had padded practices, but they haven't hit him. They aren't even touching him. They like, they, like, they gently tap him on the shoulder. Like, you hurt Ben Roethlisberger, the season's done. They're not taking chances with him. He goes to New York. That's a different story. That's that's live defense. They're they're going for him. Uh, you know, there's always a little bit of a reacclimation period, always. And uh, for Ben, it's been a year. It's been almost an entire year since he has played football. We'll see. Uh, I think the Steelers are gonna really have uh, to lean on their defense. Possibly if in this one, if the offense starts off slow, if Ben starts off slow, uh, we could see the Steelers have to lean on that defense.
0: Right now. I suppose if there is uh, any chance of the Steelers falling in this one, there'd be a pretty big effort from one Mr. Saquon Barkley, who's obviously a super special talent, a Penn state alum. So um, people in the area uh, know all about this guy and what he can do. Yeah. Um, can he completely take this game over and, uh, and bring a, bring a W back home uh, to New York with them?
1: I don't think so. Uh, the reason I say that is because the Steelers have that speed. Uh, Devin Bush, Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, those three guys are going to get to the ball. And there's going to be a big focus on this team that if you see the ball go to Saquon Barkley, get there. Like, get there now. Quick, fast, and in a hurry, find a way to get there because – Saquon Barkley can break any solo tackle you have out there. He can juke people. You're going to have to have numbers. You're going to need one person grab a hold of him and the second person to help bring him down. So I, I think we can stop him from dominating the game. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to shut him down, but I don't see a huge game from Saquon Barkley. I, I do think he provides a good test, especially with Evan Ingram. One of the, the key matchups I have, I have earmarked here is the Steelers linebackers with Mark Barron gone with uh, Ulysses Gilbert and Marcus Allen kind of trying to fill that role, maybe. And uh, the Steelers wanting to play Vince Williams more, you're playing a team where, you know, Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley and he had 96 receptions. his like crazy number. He's a great pass catcher. Uh, He brings a lot of athleticism and Evan Ingram is a, is a guy who lines up in the slot. He's fast. That's the matchups where Mark Barron was actually valuable. Was on when tight ends went out into the slot, his value went up. And uh, we don't have him, and there's going to be a big question: How do we cover those two guys? Because you don't want Vince Williams on man in man coverage on either of those guys. Neither of them do you want to see Vince Williams trying to handle. So it's going to be an interesting test in that regard for both of them.
0: Now speaking of coverage on the Giants side, they uh, got bit by the injury bug a little bit. Yes. Um, now you got, uh, Mr. A, uh, Logan Ryan signing to the franchise. Does he change this game? Uh, or is it, or is it too soon for him, uh, coming in right away?
1: Well, I was looking that up and there's a lot of like, there's delays for him even being able to practice with the team. He has to clear COVID protocols. There's a question if they're going to even want to play him week one, like how much is he going to, like, he can't be around the players. He can't go through walkthroughs, even nothing. He's got to clear COVID. Uh, So there's issues there. I I don't know if he'll play, and if he doesn't, that'll be a big benefit for the Steelers because he's a he's a he's a physical big presence in the slot, and that's gonna he's he's a guy the kind of player you want against the Steelers where you're gonna see James Washington and Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot. If they don't have him in week one, or if he is struggling not knowing the defense very well, it's it could be good. It could be a, a good thing for the Steelers.
0: Right. Now uh I want to take it in the live chat here for the the House of Positivity. Um <laughs> Wes I'm not calling you out but there are a funny stretch here that I want to point out. Wes asked, "Do the Giants have any actual wide receivers?" Uh then proceeds to say Mark Barron was never valuable and finally logan Ryan is not that good. House <laughs> of Positivity, Wes. I love it, but uh I do pose the question back uh, at the top here. Uh do the Giants have any actual wide receivers? Of course, um Golden Tate, I believe, is injured right now. He's
1: currently – he's the day-to-day. Sterling Shepard was good. He's kind of old now. They don't really have much. They really should not be as much of a threat at wide receiver.
0: There you go. Now, (laughs) um, another position they're super thin at is uh, offensive tackle where it's, it's filled with young guys. Is this a game that we should expect uh, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree to absolutely go off here?
1: That's that's a big thing I had I found there is uh, for a matchup for this game is those tackles versus T.J. and Bud, that could be ugly. It could like these guys are in a contest now, uh, trying to get going. Anthony Thomas is going to start at left tackle. He was their first round pick. Uh, he's a good player. But early on in camp, uh, one of their outside linebackers, it wasn't even Marcus Golden. It was the other guy who was like eight and a half sacks in two years. Bull rushed him and knocked him straight on his butt. And he's improved since then. But I'm very interested to see him. He's going to be a left tackle. So he's going to be going against Bud Dupree. I I just, I want to see Bud Dupree give him a good Bud Dupree bull rush. Because one of the things Bud Dupree's always been able to do is, is take a, take an offensive lineman and just drive him backwards. It's just, before last year he didn't do much with it after that uh last year he started actually getting off those blocks after he drove them back and and making plays and tj watt versus a right tackle competition where some of the guys in competition for right tackle are also in competition to start at center like yeah that's not a good place to be you don't like (laughs) like they've got i I believe they're like i was looking at some of the competitions they've got a couple guys that are competing for both starting center and uh, and right tackle like one of them's going to be like, you know, do you want to face Cam Hayward or do you want to face T.J. Watt? It's a little different game. And and seeing them just trying to split those carries and see who's the best where, I, it doesn't bode well for them in that game. As good as T.J. Watt is, uh, Bud Dupree fired up for a contract season. <laughs> that's that's going to be a big, big part of this game is, is how they do.
0: Right, I, I think that, uh, Danny Dimes uh, will be running around for his life in this one. You got, uh, <laughs> do you got any more key matchups for me? Uh,
1: I've got, of course, uh, Daniel Jones versus uh, our safeties. Minka and Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds did a lot of disguise work last year, uh, worked with Hayden and Nelson. They were doing a lot of that, and they've been talking it up this season. They're going to try and do even more. So that's a big one, how he handles that. Um, the other one is they rebuilt their linebacker group. Their linebacker group is rebuilt, and if we are using our running backs more interestingly uh, and with Eric Ebron at tight end, that's going to be a good, a good place to see can we get something going there week one against a rebuilt uh, linebacker group. And the other factors is just you know inside the team, how good is how much rust does Ben Roethlisberger need to shake off, and how, what kind of connection does he have with his receivers, you know, in an actual live game? Because the only one he's thrown more than a handful of passes to is is Juju Smith Schuster.
0: Right now, uh, before I ask you a, a winner- loser in this game here. Um, Georgia uh, Teston asks, "How is the giant defense? Can this Steelers offense, that's super young and uh, relying on a on a patch back to together, Ben Roethlisberger uh, move the ball on this team?"
1: Their defense is not so great. Uh, <laughs> they've got they've got uh, you know Jabril Peppers at strong safety. He's he's fast. He can he can cover a lot of space. Um, he's kind of a lesser version of Terrell Edmonds, in my opinion. Who can also, you know, he can do returns on, he can do kick returns, but uh, as a strong safety, he's he's a little bit less than Terrell Edmonds. Um, he's one of their better secondary guys. So yeah, I think I think we they can really do something in this game.
0: Right now, uh, straight up asking you uh, to pick a winner in this one. Uh, who's taking home the the W in Week One?
1: I think the Steelers get it, and I uh, I don't think it's like a blowout but I don't think the game's really at risk either. I I think they have a pretty solid command of the game the whole time.
0: Right. Now um, I'm also uh, leaning uh, the way uh, you are saying here with the Steelers victory. Uh, I think I'd be a little surprised if they didn't, uh, if they didn't uh, come out with the, the W in week one, it just seems like there's so much going in Pittsburgh's favor. Ben coming back. Honestly, anytime there's been any uh, injury concerns on offense, especially with Ben uh, playing quarterback, or if there's an injury to Ben himself, usually the first thing he does on that first play is load it up and launch it deep. Uh, I vividly remember that playoff game. I I think it was against Denver after he hurt his shoulder uh, against uh, Cincinnati a few years back now. yeah, First play of the game, everyone everyone thought his shoulder was shot and he could only – throw the ball 20 yards at a time here for first uh, play of the game. He steps back and launches it deep. Uh, no Antonio Brown in that one either. And uh, he, I, I think he, he sent that sucker 50 yards down the field. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the the opening play of the game. Uh, I think this could be a big one, almost like a, a revenge game for Ben Roethlisberger. There was, is one uh, huge factor uh, before we move on to what, uh, what I believe Denver in week two here. But uh, if, uh, if, we're going to learn a whole lot about the Steelers team, uh, specifically Ben Roethlisberger in week one. If he comes out and has a dud, uh, are we sounding the alarms?
1: Probably not. Um, I think this offense can work even if he's not physically as good as he, he has been in the past. I think it can still work most mostly based off his intelligence, his experience, and his, his veteran leadership is, is going to be really valuable to this team. And with that defense, you know, if the defense can really be the star of the team again, then we don't actually need Ben Roethlisberger to be, you know, 2017, 2016, 15 Ben Roethlisberger. He can he can be somewhat less than that, and we can still be good. Uh, we had one question in the, in the chat that stood out to me. I don't know how to put it up. But uh, which Steeler wide receiver has the best chance to have a big game against the Giants? Uh, Week one, I'm going Juju Smith-Schuster. There it is. I'm going uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. If you you watched week one last season, Ben went to Juju a lot. I expect Ben to go back to Juju. That's the guy he has the most experience with. That's going to be kind of his comfort blanket to start the game going. I expect Juju to have a lot of targets and receptions against the Giants.
0: Perfect. Is there anything else you want to touch on on that week one game? No, I'm good. Alrighty. So moving on to Denver, I think one of the more uh, important things with this team, uh, honestly, I think this team had a great off season. Do, do you think Denver uh, is the uh, the 2019 uh, Cleveland Browns off season champions where uh, the 2020 off season uh, belonged to them?
1: I would not, I will not compare them with the Browns <laughs> because I think they actually did a really good job in the off season of, of putting pieces together that actually worked together. Uh, so I won't compare them with the Browns, but yeah, they had a phenomenal offseason.
0: Right, and and one of those moves they made was bringing in uh, Melvin Gordon to pair with Phillip Lindsey. My question to you, are they the best running back duo in football today?
1: Well, that's a good question. Uh, they have the potential to be up there. Uh, both, both of them can run in a run-heavy offense, uh, but also both of them can catch the ball. Like, they're not, they're not going to line up in the slot and be an Alvin Kamara-type guy, but they're, they can catch the ball in the backfield. So they give them a lot of versatility, and if you're going to run the ball a lot, you need two backs, even if I don't think they're going to run the ball a lot <laughs> in Denver.
0: Right now, um, with that backfield, there's uh, Mr. Drew Locke uh, returning for sophomore season. Of course, he was acquired with uh, one of the picks that the Steelers sent to Denver uh, in that Devin Bush deal. Uh, he showed a lot of promise um, at the very beginning of uh, his, uh, his rookie campaign uh, when he came in, I believe it was right around week 10 when he took the reins. Um, is, he, uh, is he poised for a
1: breakout sophomore season? The, the, there's a big worry about him uh, because he, sh- he shows all the talent to go to really, really have a good second year. His problem in his first year is he seemed very timid. Uh, they have Cortland Sutton and and like, you know, they have that kind of deep threat thing going on there. He didn't seem to really connect with that. He was, he was thrown short a lot. He wasn't a good deep ball passer. He had a lot of what seemed to me to be hesitation. Uh, but that's also, he's still a rookie, you know, that's, that's a thing. He's a young guy, uh, that, that can take some time to come in. For a quarterback to come into their own and kind of get that confidence and get that trust with their wide receivers and with the weapons they added. You know, uh, I don't know we haven't said that yet, but the weapons they added, I, I think we could see if he gets that confidence, if he gets in a rhythm, he, he could really, really have a good second season.
0: Right. And, you know, those weapons that you're talking about, of course, Cortland Sutton was ordered there a year ago. They draft KJ Hamler. They draft Jerry Judy. And my question is, with that receiving core, their top three, would you rather have that top three or the Steelers' top three?
1: That's a good question, too. Um, (laughs) You're surprised. (laughs) No, you're hitting me with ones I haven't thought of. Um, Wow, that would be tough. Uh, Right now, I'd probably go with the Steelers because we got four. I like having four (laughs) because then if one doesn't work out, you still got three more. Uh, So I'll I'll take the Steelers. But, man, that's a good young group. I'm a big fan of Kevin Hamler, especially if he's in a situation where he's not the number one target and there he's going to be the number three. You know, you've got Jerry Judy, uh, who from camp, there, there's veteran players saying he's the best, you know, route runner they faced in their career as a rookie, which we kind of knew that was his thing in college. He was just – he was a he looked like a veteran NFL route runner in college. So he has that aspect. Um, they're going to be able – because Hamler can play outside or inside, they're going to be able to do some matchup things. You're going to be able to see a big, you know, technically sound – wide receiver in the slot or you're going to be able to see you know kevin hamler in there just just speed you know water bugging it all over the place uh that's a that's a that's a good receiving cord they've got a a deep tight end room with with our old friend nick vanette um (laughs) as their number two to kind of he's he's solid you know he's just a stable kind of presence and that'll help noah fan uh Uh, but he's there jake butt's still there though is is he not is is he yeah Which is surprising to me because so far in their career, Zach Gentry is the better NFL tight end between the two. Big has done like absolutely nothing in three years. Like in his time in the NFL, he's done nothing. And Zach Gentry's already, you know, at least seen the field and caught a pass.
0: One reception. Hey, (laughs) that's more than either you or I, uh, unfortunately. But uh, (laughs) I digress. Uh, This Broncos roster, man, like just looking at it. Whoa! They are—they really are loaded. Um, and honestly, w- when I was scrolling through their team, I'm like, these guys could be one of those teams that are kind of like a dark horse uh, mm-hmm. Super Bowl team. Do, do you agree with that sentiment?
1: I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I think they're kind of a spoiler. I—I hmm. um, I can't wait to see them face Kansas City. Like, I just—I—I I can't wait for that matchup. Um, of course, they brought in Mark Barron. <laughs> who will be helpful again in those apologies to Wes Hickok who said Mark Barron is terrible, but uh, he is specifically good in one exact area. And that is when you can put him on a tight end who is not lined up in line and say, just cover that guy. He's good at it. He's good at it. Uh, the reason we brought him in is what Kavis Kelsey did to us in 2018 when he just absolutely destroyed the Steelers single-handedly. They brought him in. He could be a factor there. Uh, He also could be a factor in week two because uh, as bad as he was, his three best games were in L.A. against the Rams and both Cincinnati games where Cincinnati's coach brought the Rams offense and kept the same terminology. like He knew that offense. And the three games where he knew the offense that the other team was running were his three best games, and he was actually pretty good.
0: Right. Now, uh, before uh, before we get into some uh, game predictions here, one of the oldest guys still on the roster, uh, a super young roster, might I add, one Mr. Vaughn Miller, uh, is he is he still that guy? Is he still one of the best pass rushers in football or is, or is it his, uh, his day in the sun kind of uh, come and gone?
1: I think so. Uh, He hasn't had the defensive line that he had before. He hasn't had the secondary he had when he was, you know, when he was really, really tearing it up. Um, I mean, you can imagine if Hayward and Tua were gone and, you know, Minka wasn't in the secondary and they were getting thrown all the time, TJ Watt isn't quite the player he is either. Uh, He has – Von Miller has slowed down a bit. He's not quite the player he was, but he – according to their camp – I mean, it's it's true. Every training camp, everyone's always in the best shape of their life. But that's what we're hearing about Von Miller is he's in great shape and he is playing kind of on fire right now in camp. He is really pushing. Uh, the good good news for the Steelers is Bradley Chubb is on a snap count and expects to start the. They expect him to start the season on a snap count, which will be nice considering he'll be going against whoever wins our right tackle uh, <laughs> battle and 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 facing Bradley Chubb second week wouldn't be the best situation for those guys, but having him on a snap count will will limit that exposure.
0: Right. Now uh before uh before we move on a little bit further here, uh do you have any uh, key matchups you want to bring up?
1: Yeah. Uh their safeties in Denver are incredible. Uh Justin Simmons, Simmons and what's the other guy's name? Kareem Jackson. Simmons and Jackson are a phenomenal pair of safeties. Uh they are right up there with Minka and Terrell maybe better if you you know rank the balance between them. Minka's probably the best of those four safeties, but, but the other two are, those two guys play together really well and they're both really good. Uh They added AJ Boye, but their cornerbacks are still kind of suspect, but they have great safeties backing them up. Um My big, big question will be our depth at our defense versus all that speed and talent at wide receiver, that young speed, um, how we match up with, with Drew Locke. Uh, Again, their tackles are like the weak spot of their line. This is another game where you could see like they could come in and look good, but Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt could solve the game for them. Like they could just decide your offense for you. Like you can't – what are you going to do? You can't throw deep if you can't stand in the pocket for two seconds without getting your head ripped off. Or, you know, in T.J.'s case, uh, your ball's punched. <laughs> ball, the ball, football, meaning the football, right? Football. Well, well, well. <laughs> And one TJ's of the two. Um one of the And they're tight ends. They brought in some they brought have some young uh good tight ends. They've noah Fant is athletic. Another team where you're gonna see uh some challenge pull po- posted to the linebackers in coverage.
0: Awesome. Now getting straight into it, who's winning uh week two? Are the Steelers starting two 0
1: That's our first trap game. If this oh. game was in Denver, I would be picking this to be a loss. Uh again. Ben, ben isn't even great in Denver. Uh, farther out west, you get the worst Ben Roethlisberger tends to play, especially if the team's not considered great and it's not a primetime national matchup. Especially um, if
0: I'm in attendance.
1: But this is in Hines Field, and I think that I think that gives us a bonus. I think that will that, that'll be the difference in the game. I think the Steelers win a game, and I think the Denver Broncos put a little fear into the uh, hearts of Steelers nation, making it a tough one
0: yeah you know what? Uh, I, I feel like uh, I feel like this one might be a little further apart if it was a true home field advantage. Um, I, I do believe the first two games of the season as of right now uh, will be fanless at Heinz Field. Uh, so uh, it, it will be very interesting. Of course, we have seen the NBA and NHL uh, in the playoffs right now. Uh, and it, home home field home, or home court, home ice really doesn't seem to be a factor whatsoever even though there are being played a neutral site so there might be something uh, something a little extra that teams are moving around kind of like uh, major league baseball so that's that's something to, to watch out there um, before we flip over to part two I, I will say I, I, I also agree that the Steelers are gonna start this uh, year off two and0. Uh, I think this comes down to uh, getting into drew lock's head uh, getting after that the young quarterback. Uh, not making life fun for him and uh, forcing a bunch of turnovers it, it might be his first game where he actually kind of looks uh not uh, not the part of a number one quarterback so I wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be too surprised if the Steelers defense was uh absolutely completely tearing it up two uh two weeks into the season. Uh, that being said, uh, you are listening to Behind the Steel Curtains' uh, Beck in Black podcast. Uh, this has been part one, breaking down the first four games of, of uh, the 2020 season.